an entitled couple steal a car from my car dealership after they claim they're gonna make payments on the car I sold them. But fast forward a few months and they haven't paid a single dime. So I decide to get some revenge. And not only did they get arrested for violating probation, but as a result, their kids also got taken away from them. And I've never been happier to get revenge on anybody in my life. Here's what happened. So for a bit of backstory, I'm a part of a small family-owned type used car dealership. And we have maybe 50 cars on the lot at any time. And our main business is subprime or people with less than perfect credit. We truly want to help the people who can't afford a car or who don't have the credit to buy a new car from a dealership. We're actually very liked in our small community. So recently I had these customers. Let's call her wife and him husband. They were in their early 20s and they come into my store and I like them. They seem like a nice young couple trying to start out their lives. They have two very sweet little girls and could just use a break overall. They have made some mistakes in their early lives and have less than perfect credit. I coach them on how to improve their credit and they seem sincerely interested in fixing it so I bust my butt to get them alone with the wife's mother co-signing on a nice third row SUV. The wife is literally crying and hugging me because every other dealer turned them down. Now they are a little short on the down payment so I take a check for the balance and we agree I'll cash it on his next payday which was honestly mistake number one. But this is pretty common in this line of work. Now I forget about them until the next week when I drop the check at the bank along with the other deposits. The next thing I know I receive a notice from the bank stating that the check has bounced. Along with a couple of fees attached to me, the check comes back. It's a dollar amount that is considered a first degree misdemeanor in our state. Just barely not a felony. I reach out to the wife to see what happened and how we can make arrangements to get this taken care of. The last thing I want to do is go after a young couple with two small kids. At first, the wife is a little shocked and insists the funds were pulled from their account and I show them the picture of the bounce check. She understands and says they can pay half in two weeks when she gets paid again, and then two weeks later, they can pay the other half. I agree to this and just take them on their word, which is another big mistake. And from here on out, things escalate in a way that I honestly never expected. A couple weeks roll by, and I don't hear from the wife or the husband. And I'm now thinking, if I've just been taken for a ride, they're ignoring my calls, ignoring my text messages, it's really awful. I get a call from the bank and come to find out, they haven't made their first payment either. Now, with this particular bank, if the customer does not make their first payment, we have to buy back the deal. Basically, we have to give the bank the money they sent us for the loan. After blowing up their phones and Facebook page, they finally call me back. I get the sob story of a century. The husband was apparently let go from his job and he just started a new one and the mom is going to help them get back on their feet. I go through heck and high water with the bank to make a deal with the bank that if they make their payment, they'll keep a loan. But I'm still on the hook if they miss any of their next three payments. The wife also tells me they'll make payments to me on the bounce check once he starts getting paychecks. So I agree they'll make payments to the bank and I'll just go about my life. That is until next month rolls around. I get an email from the bank saying the wife didn't make the next month's payment and won't answer their calls. At this point I'm furious. I'm ready to just go get their vehicle. They won't answer any of my calls and when I call the mom the mom scrounges everything in her social security paycheck to try and help make the payment for them and is still coming up short. The wife and husband tells her that they'll cover the balance and of course they don't pay. The bank says the deal is a buyback stating that we need our money back for the loan within seven days. Now the only way I can pay back their loan is if my floor plan which is basically a giant credit card that we buy cars on gets pictures of the car in my possession. I try to call or text or email or message them on 
on Facebook to get a hold of both the wife and the husband, but they straight up block me on everything. They're basically just stealing the vehicle without paying. They even blocked the mom who has been trying to help them get this handled. Yes, they screwed over even their own mother in this ordeal. I just want to get the vehicle back and move on with life. So this is where I decided to get some revenge. I begin by dropping the check off at the local prosecutor and they're delighted to file charges against them. I do some skip tracing, calling family members, all of which are more than happy to help us because come to find out, the husband has had seven jobs in four months and has burned every single family member with money that they've borrowed. I find the wife's father on Facebook and the father has been trying to take custody of the deadbeat wife and husband's two kids because of how they treat them. He informs me they are staying in a sister's house right over the border. For reference, we are on the state line of two different states. I call up a repossession company and even I myself drive the hour to go get the vehicle. They've been hiding it in the garage according to the neighbors and the repo company. I do some searching and I find out they're both on probation for stealing a bunch of stuff from multiple stores. So of course I find out who their probation officer is and I give them a call to see if she has the last known address of these two people. I then mention to her they're staying above the state line and bounced a very large check to me and they're facing fresh charges in my town. She then tells me she appreciates this knowledge. Now while I was up at their house one evening I talked to one of the neighbors who also by the way hates them. They're always yelling at their kids and at each other and I convinced the neighbor to call me if they see the vehicle outside and you know what it took one day. I get the call I send a very large friend who lives nearby them to go and get the vehicle. After many expletives as well as berating my friend they thankfully hand over the vehicle but not before finally calling me while he was there and telling me how they're gonna sue me. Now at this point I'm out quite a bit of money from the ordeal but here's the best part about it. I just found out that by them living out of state they violated their probation and they just got sentenced to 30 days in jail for that and they just had their video court date with a local judge on the new charges of the bounce check. So in the end I got my vehicle back and guess what? The grandfather in that situation got custody of the two kids and I've never been more satisfied to get revenge on someone in my life. Wow, that's an awesome story. Not only did you get your car back, but you probably pulled two kids out of an awful situation. Like, these people were clearly not good people in general. They were not only across state lines, but they were also consistently stealing from stores and other people around them. Like, seriously, these people needed to go down. And sure, maybe you made some mistakes along the way, but it really seems like you gave them the benefit of the doubt. And you tried to help them out because, you know, you live in a small community and you would think that people would try to be honest. So I don't think that's on you in the slightest. You tried to do the right thing and help them out in a time of need. But thankfully in the end, you not only got your car back, but you got two awful parents put in jail who absolutely had it coming. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for telling my wife that I would be perfectly capable of doing what she does as a stay-at-home mom. Here's what happened. So I have a wife and a daughter. I work in finance and my wife is a stay-at-home mom as I earn sufficient money for the both of us. My wife is a great stay-at-home mom and takes great care of our house. I was lucky to buy a home as I earn well in a medium cost of living city. I love my wife, but she finds it humorous to say that I am incapable of doing household tasks. We had agreed that she would do them when we decided she would be a stay-at-home mom, but I do stuff occasionally when we are both home if she asked me to do it. But then, if I say load the dishwasher for her, she will claim I did it wrong just because I do it differently than she does. 
this. The other day we were eating and she told me about her day and how she went grocery shopping and optimized the cost by buying specific items at specific stores and accounting for the cost of traveling to each store and she made an offhanded remark that I would never be able to do that and said it in a kind of way to imply that I wouldn't know what to do with myself without her. I replied back saying that of course I could do it. I handle complex decisions and calculations at my work as I work in finances and I have a master's degree and what I do involves way more intellect than household operations even though I acknowledge and appreciate what she does. In the end though, I would be capable if the roles were reversed. She got angry and seemed to think I was calling her stupid when I wasn't and then she began to cry and now I feel like a complete jerk. She said she was a very good student and had she graduated she would be in my position as well. My wife and I met in college but she was an international student studying physics and computer science but she had issues with her loan from her home country and could not afford to complete it and we ended up getting married so that she could stay. Initially she wanted to complete it later after finding the funds but she agreed to be a stay at home mom when I got a good job and I appreciate that a lot as we were able to have a kid early on even while I was both completing my master's degree and working full time. So am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Honestly it really does sound like you're the jerk in this situation. Your wife sounds like a very smart woman who wasn't able to finish college because of money. There's no other reason why she couldn't finish college. It wasn't her first option to be a stay at home mom. She very easily could be in your position. You really need to understand that. And based on the way you reacted to the things she said, you clearly completely missed the joke. She was obviously joking that you wouldn't be able to handle the stuff that she does every day. She's clearly trying to make the best out of a situation that she probably doesn't enjoy. She clearly wants to complete her studies, and yet here she is as a stay-at-home mom trying to shop in the most optimal way. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the way the wife was speaking did not seem disrespectful or in any way some kind of jab at you personally. Like, I really don't think she was trying to call you stupid or incapable or anything like that. I think personally that this was just a tongue-in-cheek moment and you completely missed the joke. So you know what? I don't blame her for crying. If I was in that situation and I couldn't complete my degree and I was living far below my intellectual potential, I would be really upset too. If I was in her shoes, I would probably want to go back to school and finish my degree. It's great that you earn enough money for the both of you, but your workload is something you agreed to just as much as she agreed to be a stay-at-home mom. So seriously, you need to apologize. What you did was incredibly rude and completely uncalled for, and she has every right to be upset considering the circumstances. My entitled manager demands that me and my coworker make it back home as soon as possible. So we decide to maliciously comply, costing the company a lot of money in the process. Here's what happened. In my role as a team lead at an engineering company, I had three years of experience under my belt before a new manager stepped in. Unfortunately, this manager didn't seem to grasp the company's operations or bother to learn about our work environment. One day, a significant training session was scheduled with a client in a city located about a thousand kilometers away. To make sure that we were well prepared, my colleague and I took a flight the previous night, aiming to be at the client's office by 8 a.m. start time. On the day of the training, we arrived promptly at 8 o'clock, joining representatives from other firms in the conference room. However, as the minutes ticked by, it became evident that something was amiss. 8.30 came and went, followed by 9 o'clock, and then 9.30. Feeling increasingly puzzled, we decided to step out and ask the reception about the delay. It wasn't until 11 o'clock a.m. that we learned the unfortunate truth. The trainer had fallen ill, and the training session had been canceled. With a mix of disappointment and determination, my colleague and 
and I swung into action. I called up the airline to rearrange our flights while my colleagues contacted the hotel. The hotel graciously allowed us to stay an extra day without any additional charges, and the airline accommodated our flight changes without any penalties. In a twist of fate, we managed to salvage the situation by arranging a dinner with local colleagues and even getting some client project managers to join us. Armed with our well-devised plan, I reached out to my former boss to fill him in. He agreed with our approach, but reminded me to loop in the new manager. And here's where the story takes a bit of a turn. When we informed the new manager of our strategy, he reacted in a rather explosive manner. It seemed like he was more interested in yelling at us rather than listening to our explanations. Despite our attempts to clarify the situation, he insisted that we return immediately, showing no willingness to understand our point of view. It was at this junction that we decided to comply, even if it was going to be with a twist. So we went to the hotel and checked out by 4pm. They charged us for another night, which we accepted with a resigned nod. At the airport, the airline informed us about the additional fee for changing our flights, which we accepted with a knowing smile. To our surprise, the airline then announced a delay due to a technical issue with the plane. Passengers who agreed to wait would receive food credits, and that's when we saw an opportunity and we took it. As time wore on, our flights were further delayed, and at around 11.30pm, I couldn't resist the urge to send an email asserting that we'd be back in the office when we were ready. Frustration mingled with a sense of amusement as I hit the send button. We finally made it home at about 1.30am the next day, a journey that cost the company extra money and disrupted our local meetings, which could have salvaged the situation. The following day brought a face-to-face encounter with a new manager. He summoned me to his office and began berating me for our actions, but I stood my ground, calmly explaining our decisions and circumstances that led to them. Slowly, his demeanor shifted from aggression to understanding as he began to grasp the bigger picture. A few months later, I decided it was time to move on from the company. During my farewell, the manager approached me and awkwardly asked if our strained relationship played a role in my decision. Without hesitation, I looked him in the eye and I confirmed that it was indeed a main factor. Although it made for an uncomfortable farewell lunch, it was honestly an incredibly satisfying moment. Butcher Box is 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, all humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. And all of that delivered straight to your door with free shipping always. Imagine always having high-quality cuts in your freezer ready to go with no trips to the grocery store or planning out availability and knowing that it's food you can trust. There are curated to customized box plans at incredible value. Saving money at a grocery store is getting more and more difficult, especially when you're trying to get consistently high-quality meat. Sign up at ButcherBox.com jerk and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com jerk and use code jerk to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Good for you for standing your ground and telling them exactly what's up. This guy clearly ruined this job for you. I mean, come on. Why would he be like, you gotta get home right away? Like, seriously? This guy's weird. He could have easily been like, oh, no problem. No expense to the company? Sure, just stay the extra night. I don't care. Also, the fact that you were organizing some kind of training with clients, or at least some kind of dinner get-together, to try and salvage the botched training, that in and of itself should have been a good thing that your manager was seeing. But instead, he decided to be an entitled jerk. He decided to have a power trip and be like, no, you've got to come home right away, even though there was literally no reason to act that way. Like, seriously, I would have left this job as well. There's no way I would have put up with that and have to answer to some weird manager who's just going to be a stick in the mud pretty much no matter what. So honestly, good for you for finding a better job, as well as getting away from this weird entitled manager. An entitled tenant at our local property decides to complain and report our property for even the small of things. So we decide to maliciously comply to all of his demands, making him wish he had just kept his mouth shut. And I've never been happier to get back at anybody in my life. Here's what happened. My parents had a few rental properties. One was a three-story Victorian house divided into apartments. Two of the neighbors didn't like that it was a rental. One was often referred to as mayor because he spent most of his time going around the neighborhood telling people how to do everything. From mowing their lawn to pruning shrubs, whatever he saw that he didn't like. I had friends on the local cemetery maintenance crew and they had stories about him and they're the ones that gave him the title of mayor. He would come up there regularly to tell them what they were doing wrong and what they should do instead. The other neighbor was a childhood friend of his and never had any complaints of his own but always backed up anything his friend said in any complaints. The neighbor didn't like that it was a rental so he complained constantly. In addition to phone calls and personal confrontations, he went to Borough council meetings to complain and submitted complaints to enforcement for anything that they could find. We once got fined because the address numbers painted on the trash cans were basically off by only a few inches. He started to complain about the house needing paint and at first he didn't have any luck but eventually he prevailed and we got the order to paint the place. We didn't have a lot of money so my folks went to the local paint place and purchased all the stuff they wanted to get rid of. So stuff like returns or things that didn't mix right, whatever they could get and even had a few painters donate their leftovers. I spent hours in the sun, hand-mixing the paint that was poured into a huge trash can. And once it was mixed, it was poured back into the cans ready to paint the house. It turned out to be a bright pink color. We started to paint the house, and the color was not well-received at all. The neighbor and his friend went to the bureau council meetings to get it to stop. They complained to the code compliance people, and the answer was that there was nothing in the code that states what color a house has to be painted only that it must be reasonably maintained. They also said that you asked for the house to be painted, so guess what? You're getting what you asked for. And honestly, this guy absolutely had it coming. Honestly, that's such a weird way to treat people. Like, seriously, just deal with the house and just live there. There's no reason to freak out and be a weirdo over the place that you live in. You already live in a really cool house as it is, so the fact that you want to cause everybody there all this trouble is honestly just really disturbing to me. And I also love that the local enforcement couldn't do anything about it. They basically just said, well, sorry, you wanted them to paint it, so now they're painting it. You're just going to have to learn to live with the color. And that honestly is really funny to me. Not that you had a weird color on the house, but mostly the fact that this guy didn't like the color. So good for you for maliciously complying, because this tenant was being a weirdo, and he absolutely had this coming. Am I the jerk for telling my daughter that she doesn't have a say in how the household is run because she doesn't provide any rent? Here's what happened. So I have two daughters. My first daughter, by the name 
name of Sarah is 24 years old. She has a job but lives at home. She pays $500 for rent monthly. My 22-year-old daughter by the name of Lily has autoimmune issues, heart issues, and got a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome two years ago. Lily considers herself disabled and says her fatigue is too severe to work. Yesterday, Lily and I got into an argument about what decisions she gets to make in the household. We recently downgraded to an apartment after her father and I got a divorce. Lily did not get to see the new place before we moved and was with a relative during the moving process. So I decided who got which room. I chose the biggest room. Sarah chose the smallest room, but the size difference isn't huge between the rooms. Lily claims she wasn't upset that she didn't get the biggest room, but was upset that she didn't get input in the discussion and says she felt like she doesn't have any say in the decisions of the house or any personal space. She cited an example a few days ago when she took the car keys in after a doctor's appointment and I walked into the bathroom while she was in it to ask for the keys. She asked if she could finish, but I told her I needed the keys right then to see a friend. She felt it was inappropriate that her personal space was intruded upon and that I came in without knocking. She comes into my room without knocking to ask questions, so I do not see how it's such a big deal. I also told her simply I get the biggest room and I get to decide who gets what in this house because I am the mother. I then asked Lily since she doesn't contribute rent to the household, what exactly does she contribute? She listed simple chores and other tasks that she does that were very basic that honestly an 11 year old could do. She claimed because of her chronic illnesses, it is hard for her to do much and she gets very fatigued very easily. I told her if she contributed rent money, she would have more power in family decision making. Lily started to cry and said she is currently trying to get on disability but that is a long process. She also said I was being unfair because I know she has been sleeping 12 to 20 hours a day. I told her I understand it's hard that she currently can't contribute money but that's just the reality of it. She pressed to still be included in household decisions and I asked her if she really thought we were equals. She said yes which was a surprise to me. I am the adult of the household and the sole provider. My child is my child but I do not view her as an equal. Later Sarah told me that Lily had a conversation with their father and he called me an absolute jerk. I've told Lily multiple times in the past that if she's so unhappy here she is free to live with him but she claims she cannot because he moved across the country and she doesn't want to leave her team of doctors here. So am I the jerk in this matter? What should I do? Yes you absolutely are the jerk. Your daughter isn't pretending to be disabled. She's not choosing to have these issues. She literally is disabled. She wouldn't be applying for it if it wasn't the reality. Like honestly this is not her fault. She did not choose this life. This literally was inflicted upon her by illnesses that she cannot control. And the fact that you're not more compassionate about her situation and that you don't see her as an adult or as an equal is really disturbing. Like I'm sorry to say this but you do not sound like a very kind, compassionate or good mother at all. You literally walked in on her while she's using the bathroom and asked for the keys instead of waiting what five minutes? You could have at least knocked first like come on and her walking into the bedroom is not the same as the bathroom. You are literally old enough to know the difference and you shouldn't have done that. I'm honestly even questioning if the original poster even likes their daughter. Like you're treating her horribly. You act as if she's a child and she can't do anything when in reality she's an adult who has limitations that she cannot control. So yes you are the jerk in this situation. You are completely dismissing the reality of your daughter's situation and the way you're treating her is absolutely unacceptable. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories use the playlist at the top of the description and
And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.